Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 14. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom He is pleased. This is God's Word. And it's God's Word for you today. Right now, if any time of year is the time of year for traditions, it's this time of year, right? There are things that all of us do, no matter what our background is, no matter where we're from, no matter how old we are, there are things that we do that make Christmas Christmas. Things that we have to do. Okay, Christmas is now here. We've done this. This is what we've been looking forward to. This tradition. We bring home the tree on a particular day. Well, I guess I ought to say many of us take the tree out of the box on a particular day. We eat specific food. We listen to certain kinds of of music. Oh boy, and that goes all over the place, whether it's Bing Crosby or the Chipmunks or Mannheim Steamroller, whatever. You look forward to this particular music. We travel and see specific people and go to specific places. We look forward to that traveling. We look forward to seeing those people. We come to a Christmas Eve service. We come to the Highlands Christmas Eve service. It's Christmas now. This is a tradition. This is what we do. We watch things on TV. We watch It's a Wonderful Life. We watch White Christmas, which is so bad that it's good. And so cheesy. But we watch it. If you haven't watched it, watch it. It'll change your life. I don't know for better or worse, but it'll change your life. Snow, snow, snow. I won't sing. There's a reason I don't sing in the worship team. Uh, We look forward to to all kinds of movies. I've just mentioned some of the, uh, the better ones. You know, our family has a tradition. I have no idea how it got started. We eat crab meat on Christmas Eve. I don't know where that came from, but woe to the person who suggests something other than crab meat. And woe to me if I don't get a shell every year as I eat the crab meat. We could go on. What is it for you? Your traditions you look forward 
to all of these traditions. But there is one tradition that unites all of us. In fact, it, it unites, it tends to unite Christians and non-Christians all over the world. It's this passage. It, it's just not Christmas. For many people all over the world, even if they're not believers, even if they haven't placed their faith in Christ alone for salvation, even if they're not believers, you just got to read this. You remember the answer that finally came uh, from even Linus in Charlie Brown. What is the meaning of Christmas? What's Christmas all about? Linus stands up, the spotlight comes down, he quotes it from memory in Charlie Brown, this passage. And you know, it's got it all, doesn't it? It's got angels and shepherds and fields and a baby and peace on earth. Who wouldn't want to hear this passage every year? Therein lies the challenge, doesn't it? How many times have we heard this passage? Over and over and over again. Even to the point where we might have it memorized. We, have, we, we might even know it so well that it bounces off. We might even, over time, lose the wonder and profound truth that this passage conveys. We've heard it so often. But if any passage in the Bible, particularly verse 14, if any passage in the Bible gets to the heart of why Jesus came and gets to the heart of why Jesus came with one word, it's this passage, peace. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom He is pleased. You could think of this as the greatest peace song ever written. And it's sung by angels. And the message is peace. I want to take a few minutes this morning and, and ask myself and ask you, great, <laughs> what is this peace? What is it? Everybody loves peace. Everybody, in fact, everybody likes to talk about peace. Peace on earth, goodwill to men, this time of year. Most people recognize that's the focus of this passage. What does that mean? What is this peace? What is it about? Let's ask a couple of questions. First, we're going to ask what this peace means because it gets to the heart of why Jesus came and it gets to the heart of the gospel. Is it political peace? Is it international peace? Peace between peoples? Peace between nations? That's what the Jews expected in a very real sense. When their Messiah came that they expected and that they were looking for, generation after generation after generation, the Messiah would come as a royal warrior, defeat their enemies, vanquish their enemies, vanquish the Romans, and bring and establish peace and justice. Deliverance. This is why Jesus was such a dis disappointment to so many. It didn't happen. Today, we long for peace in our neighborhoods, in our cities, in our states, in our country, between nations, all over the, the world. I can remember very vividly 
when I was 14 years old, I, some of you will remember this, I, I had a POW bracelet. I don't know how many of you remember or you've seen a POW bracelet, a prisoner of war bracelet. I wore a bracelet that had the name of a military man on it. And he was a POW in Vietnam. And you bought this bracelet and you put it on your wrist and you looked at that name and you thought about him and you prayed for him. You didn't really, you know, we didn't know who these guys were, but we had the name, we had the bracelet, and we prayed. We prayed on a regular basis for the POWs. And I still remember the name of the man on my bracelet. His name was Lieutenant Colonel Robinson Reisner. And little did I know, I think I was 15 now at the time, I got to see Lieutenant Colonel Robinson Reisner walk off the plane on TV to freedom. The man, I said, Mom, Dad, that's Robinson Reisner. We weren't even expecting it. This is the man we've been thinking about and praying for over the years. There he is. And I came to find out, you can, you can actually look him up and you can look him up on, on YouTube, but I never forget when he came home, but I later found out that he was a Christian. I had no idea. And he wrote a book, and he wrote a book called The Passing of the Night. The Passing of the Night, my seven years as a prisoner in North Vietnam. Listen to what he says. To make it, I prayed by the hour. And then he says this. I did not ask God to take me out of it. I prayed that He would give me the strength to endure it. One day I prayed, Lord, I have to have some relief from this pain. I quoted a Bible verse with His promise that He would hear us and that we would never be called upon to take on more than we could bear. When it would get so bad that I didn't think that I could stand it, I'd ask God to ease it. And somehow, I would make it. He kept me through all those dark days. He kept me through all those dark days. Here's a Christian recognizing that in this life and at this time, there's war and there's rumor of war. There's brokenness. There's fighting and there's anger. In fact, Jesus Christ himself makes some unsettling statements. Matthew 10.34. Now, I don't want, to, don't want to be a downer, but we don't usually hear this one at Christmas. Matthew 10.34. This is Jesus, the real Jesus. Do not think that I have come to bring peace on the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword talking about Luke 21 9 through 10 and when you hear of wars and tumults don't be afraid nation will rise against nation and kingdom will rise against kingdom now don't misunderstand me Jesus says blessed are the peacemakers we should be absolutely energetic and passionate to go out and bring peace whenever and wherever we can but that is not primarily the peace that this song is about. It will be someday when Christ returns in glory, but that's not primarily the peace that we're talking about here, that the angels are singing about. It's not political or international peace. It's much more important. 
and much more fundamental, much more life-changing. If it's not political peace, maybe it's inner peace. Inner peace. Uh, Jesus says in John 14, My peace I leave to you. My peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. Absolutely, we have peace when we come to know Jesus Christ. And when we come to know Jesus Christ, those of you who know Christ, who've been born again, Christ lives in you, you have peace all the time, 100% of the time. You have no more anxiety or problems or sleepless nights ever again, right? Not in this broken world. It kind of comes and goes. It's a, it's a struggle along the way. And Jesus again says in Luke 12:51, Do not think that I've come to bring peace on the earth. Here he's saying it again. I've come to bring division. From now on, one house, uh, from now on in one house, there will be five divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided, father against son and son against father, mother against daughter, daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. We could go on. What in the world is Jesus talking about? He's talking about what some of you have already experienced during this holiday season. What some of you may have experienced during Thanksgiving, what some of you may have experienced coming up in the next few weeks, you find out that all your friends and family members may not be thrilled that you're a Christian. They may not be thrilled that you are a passionate believer and want to follow Jesus Christ. That may not excite them. They may not like it at all. You know, if you want to find out what's going on in a community, at least me anyway, anyway, talk to the barber. Just this week, in talking to my, my barber and the folks at the cleaners. In fact, the other day I went to the, pick up a couple of shirts and the guy behind the counter who I've gotten to know through the years at the cleaners walked up to me and he knows I'm a pastor. And he said, you know what? I'm seeing over the years people are getting more anxious and more uptight. <laughs> and they're getting the holidays seem to get more difficult through the years for people. Do you find that to be true as a pastor? <laughs> my, my barber said something very similar. He's got a captive audience all day and he talks to all kinds of different people. This can be a hard time of year, right? It can be hard. Maybe you've lost a loved one and that loved one isn't here this year. I know that's the case for some of you. This will be the first Christmas without father or mother or grandfather or grandmother. Or you will find yourself, and some of you know this all too well, I know you do, you will find yourself ministering to your own family. You will find yourself trying delicately and kindly and graciously and truthfully bringing Christ to your own family. And some will respond. Some won't. But you find yourself being an ambassador for Jesus. And not everybody likes it. Not everybody likes the fact that you want to mess up Christmas morning and go to church. 
Why do you take your faith so seriously? And you know what I'm saying. Many of you know what I'm saying. You remember when Simeon blessed Mary, um, Luke 2, later in this very chapter, then Simeon, this is Luke 2.34, then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, this child is destined, listen to this, Luke 2.34-35, Simeon blesses Mary, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. When you come into contact with the real Jesus, the real Jesus, you can't be apathetic. People tend to say, would you please leave? Or they bow and worship. When they come in contact with the real Jesus. And those of you who know Christ, know that He loves you too much to affirm your poor decisions and to affirm all your feelings. In fact, Hebrews 12, the Lord disciplines, Hebrews 12:6, the Lord disciplines the ones he loves. God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. Jesus loves you too much not to come into your life and be real with you. And say stop. Stop. I love you too much to let you keep going over the cliff. He loves you. And so there are times when Jesus will stir you up. He will convict you. He's real. And He'll work in your life that way. But He will never leave you or forsake you. He will always love you. He will always bless you. But it's not primarily inner peace that this peace song is about. Well, what is it? Again, it's more important. Let's call it this. Let's call it this. Let's call it Christmas peace. And believe it or not, this is the peace that every single person who has ever lived needs more than anything else in life. This is what we have been looking for our whole lives. This is a peace that will never fail us. This is a peace that will never go up and down. This is a peace that we can't lose. This is a peace that doesn't come and go. This is a peace that lasts forever. And it's available to you today. Luke, whatever, whatever this peace is, it's very important to Luke because Luke talks about peace more than any other, any other writer in the New Testament. He's talking over and over about peace, uh, Luke does, in the New Testament. You know the book of the Bible that mentions peace and teaches peace more than any other book of the Bible? Anybody have an idea? It's in the Old Testament. If Luke says talks about peace more than... Anybody in the New Testament, it's the book, it's your favorite book, Leviticus. It's the book that stopped you from reading through the Bible in a year. 
I can't do this. Leviticus? Leviticus? Over and over, the book of Leviticus is talking about a, check it out, do a search, peace offering, peace offering, peace offering. What in the world is going on in this peace offering in Leviticus? Let me read just a little bit from Leviticus chapter 3. And by the way, please have this verse that we all know and love so well in Luke 2 ringing in your ears as you hear this because we can't make sense of this peace song unless we understand this. Leviticus 3.6 If his offering for a sacrifice, a peace offering to the Lord is an animal from the flock, he's talking about this sacrificial system, male or female, he must offer it without blemish. If he, now in verse 7, Leviticus 3, 7. If he offers a lamb for his offering, then he shall offer it before the Lord, lay his hand on the head of his offering, kill it in front of the tent of meeting, and Aaron's son shall throw its blood against the sides of the altar. What in the world does this have to do with Christmas? Everything. Everything. And it has everything to do with the most important peace that you can have in life. You see, if there's no such thing as sin, there's no need for Christmas. If there's no warfare going on, there's no need for peace. This is one of those wonderful signpost passages that points directly, these passages point directly to the New Testament and directly to Jesus. This is Jesus, the Lamb without blemish. The Lamb whose blood is spilled. The Lamb who came to die and sacrifice His life for our sin in our place. came to rescue us from ourselves. And it's the peace we need more than any other peace in our rebellion and hard-heartedness and selfishness and self-centeredness. He comes to rescue us from ourselves. Remember John the Baptist sees Jesus, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Someone once said, the essence of sin is when we put ourselves where only God deserves to be worshipped. At the center, worshipped. The essence of sin is when we put ourselves where only God deserves to be. At the center and worshipped. The essence of salvation is when God puts Himself where only we deserve to be, on the cross. And there's no cross without Christmas. And there's no peace without the cross. There's no reconciliation and salvation 
from our sin and from ourselves. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, this, these, this term heavenly host, by the way, the, the, the term heavenly host is a, is a Greek word and it's a Greek word, stratios, and you know what it literally means? It means a band of soldiers, a band of brothers. What is this? It's a band of brothers. It's a band of soldiers singing a peace song, a peace treaty signed with the blood of Jesus. This is a salvation song, a rescue song, an eternal life song, a peace that you need and you can never lose. You know, earlier in the service, we sang this. Where meek souls will receive Him still, the dear Christ enters in. Amen. That may be you today. Where meek souls will receive Him still, the dear Christ enters in. Lord, it's not about me. I'm tired of fighting. Forgive me of my sin. I know how selfish I am. I know how broken I am. I know how sinful I am. Rescue me. Save me. Give me this peace. This peace that leads to every other kind of peace. Now look, if you want to if you've been asleep until now, here's the way we can summarize this. And we're going to sing it. I hope you really like Joseph mentioned Thank you, Joseph. Uh, let's sing it out. Peace on earth, mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. That's it. That's Christmas. That's this peace. In just a few words, peace on earth, mercy mild. Jesus, God and sinners reconciled. If you have this peace, if you have this salvation, if you can sing this peace salvation song, sing out to God's glory at this time of year. If you don't, you can. If you don't, you can. Run to the Prince of Peace. Ask Him to give you the peace that leads to international peace, that leads to inner peace, that leads to every other kind of peace. This is the peace we need. This is the peace the world needs. Let's pray. Peace on earth, mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Lord God, we know that we are called to bring about peace in this fallen, broken world. Political peace, international peace, peace in cities and states and nations. Lord, we know that you, we know that you, we, of course you give us an inner peace that nobody else can give us. But we can't have that inner peace without Christmas peace. We can't have the inner peace until we say it's not about me anymore. It's about you, Jesus. I want you. I need you. I want to know you. And I want you to give me new life, new birth, eternal life. The life that only you can give. So we once again pray that your word would work 
that it would work in our hearts and that you would give us, each one of us, Christmas peace. We pray all these things in in the name of him, in his name, who came such a great, great distance for us. Amen.